1: Alright, so we continue our breakdown of Super Bowl 57, and we've kind of methodically worked our way through it. It may seem like we're all over the place, but if you go back and watch it again, and we encourage you to do so, we have tracked the game the whole way through, all relevant moments, all big spots, all key decisions that were or weren't made up until the moment when it's 35-35, and here we are at 70 total points, five short, of the all-time scoring record for Super Bowl set in Super Bowl 29 when the 49ers beat the Chargers 49 to 26 the number two all-time scoring Super Bowl was five years ago when the Eagles beat the Patriots 41 to 33 we're sitting at 71 more touchdown breaks the record but we weren't gonna get one more touchdown we almost got one more touchdown we got a field goal to cap this effort by the Chiefs and we showed this play earlier Patrick Mahomes running on the injured ankle. That was the moment for me that's like unbelievable. They're gonna win this game, finding a way to weave through traffic. And we showed it earlier, and I'm sure it's gonna pop up here again if I talk about it long enough. You can see the look on his face from the end zone, looking at you can see he's in pain. Yeah as he's running. Right, right. You can see it. You you I mean, and but, I, but this yeah. this is how you cement your legacy, you make your legend. He's getting chased by three guys. I know, and he's running on a bad ankle, and right. he gets into clear field goal range at the time when they were on the
0: fringes.
2: Yeah, let's let's keep showing this play, guys. Uh, you know, one, uh, you're right. This Look is, at his face. Look at his face. Right. Yeah, he's just gutting it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, he's just gutting it out. He's he's a gym rat. He's a lover of football. He's a lover of competition. He's the greatest. One of the greatest we've ever seen in the sport, in the history of American sports. He's he's a sports god. It's official, everybody. 15 in red is amazing. I mean, again, he, he beat the best team in football on, on less than 100% with a leg. He went through the playoffs. The AFC, the great AFC with all these studs goes through it. Only gets to play a quarter healthy in the AFC playoffs. Wins the Super Bowl. I mean, it's 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 phenomenal. And that play, guys, too. If we could show it even one more time, we might as well. It's a magical moment. I mean, it was one of the first time, Mike's. I text you during the game. One of the first times in a long while the Eagles went, wait, let's rush five. They got their 5D linemen in the football game and went, okay, let's take one less guy out of the middle of the field, and they lost their gap integrity here. And when you have now five people that have gone by Patrick Mahomes, yeah, there's not that linebacker or safety in the middle of the field now to have eyes on him and make the play. So the Eagles took a little gamble there, which I don't, I'm not, I don't fault them for, you know, they were kind of dying a slow death, but within that gamble, the play of the day happened. And again, What's amazing, Mike, right, So I think both of us, we had a big run by Pacheco on third and short. The Chiefs were one of the th- worst third and short teams in football this year. If not the worst, they were the second to worst, and it was a, 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 a strength for them in this football game. They had the Pacheco run on third and one, right, around the left end, where Chauncey Gardner-Johnson made an unbelievable, nobody's left on the field tackle, right? And you went, man, Pacheco, you should have got more than that, but what a great tackle. And then came that play right there where you went, oh, man, now they're in field goal range. I don't think Harrison Butker can even mess this one up from here. (laughs) We'll see. Uh, But, you know, and then we got a few more things to talk about as far as the rest of this drive goes.
1: It all happens so fast when you're in that moment and you know you're witnessing football history. The Pacheco run almost busted open for a touchdown. Mahomes wasn't going to score there because you could see on that graphic there were two Eagles defenders waiting to get to him if Kaiser White hadn't tracked him down from behind. But in hindsight, because once once Mahomes gets tackled at the 17 with 255, the play started at 255, the next play was snapped at 207, took it down to the two-minute warning, That's when we got into this kind of awkward, clumsy, anticlimactic, unfulfilling, Eagles would love you to score, Chiefs are going to manage it so they avoid scoring, so they can run the clock down as far as possible. It's kind of like what happens if you're playing Madden, you get into those spots where you control the game, so you control the clock, you control the possession, and you make sure you score as late as possible so the opponent doesn't get a chance. That's what it became at that point. I'm sure the Eagles would wish that Pacheco hadn't been tackled on third and one and that Mahomes hadn't been tackled on that run because at least they would have had time to try to get down the field and tie the game.
2: Yeah, that's right. You know, At that point, they're thinking, okay, yeah, he made a big run, right? But there's 255 left, and you know, we should be able to – to, to get the we got two timeouts and the two minute warning, we should be able to get the ball back with plenty of time here and be able to make this happen. So I can't fault them. You're certainly not thinking that at that moment, right? They're they're going wait. So what? Well, they kick a field goal and there's a minute forty left. We're we're the Eagles. We 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 we've run the ball in big moments and minute forty yard a minute you know forty second type of drives all year long. Uh so, so I'm not mad at those decisions, but yeah, then we have some plays here
1: to follow up that certainly and, are going to make and, a second and guess. And obviously, yeah. obviously before, before it got to – they wouldn't have needed to give up the score if there wasn't the controversial holding penalty. And I say controversial – kind of meaning it and kind of not meaning it. I mean, no, it's controversial, but I don't think the controversy is justified because James Bradbury admitted after the game on that third and eight play that extended the drive and gave the Chiefs more of a chance to run the clock all the way down before they kicked the game-winning field goal. He admitted after the game that he did it. I think the question is, and we talk about this all the time, and you and I say officiate the game the same way in the fourth quarter as you do in the first quarter. Officiate it the same way in the postseason as you do in the regular season. If that's a hold first quarter of week one it's a whole fourth quarter of super bowl and i think that's what and this is part of the problem for the nfl because they have stuffed the flag down in the pocket yeah in the past All playoffs the eagles and their fans expected that that flag was going to be stuffed down in the pocket here but bradbury admitted Pulled the jersey. You were texting last night. He pulled the jersey. You see it right he there. If you replay not- the
2: angle we see right there, the jersey pulls away from Juju Smith Schuster. Fox showed it on a great down-the-line angle. See that one right there. You don't see that first grab there because it's on the other side. That's the second grab. That, that's the second one. That one's not nearly as bad as the first one. And here, there's the what? Here's the the jersey. See, there's a jersey. I mean, again, I you know, people go, well, it's not that big of a deal. That's not ticky tack. You grab a grown man. You're a strong grown man, and you pull him, and a jersey that's tight as hell on him pulled away from his body. Yeah, you just made a guy who runs four five now he runs four eight. I mean, that's a huge moment. But Mike, you're right. The problem is that is pass interference a hundred out of a hundred times in the regular season, a hundred out of a hundred. I mean, it's not even close. It's double pass interference. The problem is in the playoffs. There's been like, yeah, let them play. And they've gone too far that way. But this was the right call, in my opinion. You know, again, if we're going to let defenders grab and pull and do that, then man, there's no point in having a good offense or playing zone coverage or doing anything. Just play man and hold all the time. You know, they had the play set up. This play was set up just for that. And that was the coverage they wanted. And they were double-moving it almost just like the other touchdowns with Tony and Sky Moore. They're thinking he's going to overplay the shallow cross, right? So now they're going to double-move off of it. And if you're going to allow holding like that, then damn. You know, then we're not going to have a lot of completions or good plays in the football game. I don't think it's the wrong call. It's just the way the playoffs
1: are officiated that make it a little weird, Mike. And one of the things I want to make sure we're absolutely precise about, because this is one of the complaints I saw last night on social media. Well, the ball was uncatchable. It wasn't pass interference. It was holding. The violation occurred before the ball was in the air. Before the ball's in the air, it's holding. Once the ball's in the air, it's interference if the ball is catchable. He was held before Patrick Mahomes threw the ball. So whether or not the ball's catchable doesn't matter. The holding helped make it. Not catchable. Right. It knocked the 4-5 down to a 4-8. Right. Right. But it's the, it was a five-yard holding penalty, not a spot foul. Yeah. Put it on the one. Right. Defensive pass right. interference or it wouldn't have been spot foul. But it's, my point is... It was a five-yard holding penalty, so catchable or not catchable does not matter. It wouldn't have right. been at the one because the foul didn't occur in the end zone, but the ball landed in the end zone. It would have been a touchdown if he had gotten free from it, if he hadn't been held, and he had run under it. He may have made the catch, and it would have And And then the Eagles, would. it's just another one of those moments where, geez, if you wouldn't have held, we'd have had more time. To try to tie the game. If Pacheco doesn't get tackled, we would have had more time to try the game. If Mahomes just scores instead of getting tackled at the 17, we at least would have had a chance. That penalty is the thing that finally set up the tick, tick, tick all the way down. To eight seconds and the twenty-seven yard field goal. That if Harrison Butker misses that one, you just leave him in Arizona. Oh, you'll you don't leave take him. him back to Kansas. Yeah, City. that's
2: right. You don't even take him back. You're just like, yeah, stay out here, forget it. You know, go live in the desert somewhere. We're not bringing you back home. Uh, that's exactly right. That's a chip shot. But you know, Mike. I mean, again, uh, I, uh, that that to me is it's pass interference, or holding, whatever you want to call it. All day long, it wasn't catchable. Yeah, because you. Made the guy slow down. He'd be ten yards farther. I mean, he got
1: held twice. But again, catchable doesn't matter. If the, I know if it the, doesn't I, matter. I don't want to contribute right. to the. Now you're the, right. The, the stupidness of that conversation. There. If it's holding, right. If it's holding right. it doesn't matter if it's catchable. You right. held him before the ball was thrown. And here, here's here's so the other it's aspect. Five yard penalty. And it's an automatic first down. Period. Yeah.
2: Period. And here's the other aspect that I don't like a little bit about the conversation going on on social media or TV, right? It's just that. It's a little bit like they didn't want to call because it, it was gonna it affected my entertainment purposes. I just I wanted to see another drive in the Super Bowl, right? And that's where I'm not I'm like that that's not why we do this. We don't swallow the flag to add drama to the end of the game. Like or I just wanna see one more big drive from the other team too. No, there was a penalty. It had to be called. So I felt like there was a little bit of that like individual selfishness of, wait, I've been cheated out of a, you know, a monu- it was a great, unbelievable TV experience, one of the greatest games I've ever seen, but I wanted more. I wanted more. And that's, that doesn't mean you don't throw a flag in that moment. And that, that to me was another part of the conversation, at least it bothered me a little when I was scrolling through social media and watching some of the postgame highlight shows.
1: But, you know, the NFL should learn from this to ensure that the officials are ready to call those fouls when they happen. The reason the people were unsatisfied, the reason that they were upset is because they're used to that happening and it not being called when it should be called. So when they finally call it, they're like, what the hell? Why do you call it now when you never call it? And once again, NFL rigged was trending, rigged and all the complaints and the the Images photoshopped of Carl Cheffers. Was he the official last night? Who was it? Was it him? I can't remember. In the in the uh, you know the red. The, yeah, it was Cheffers with the the white and red instead of white and black. All that stuff that we see all the time. And I understand why Eagles fans are upset because we are conditioned to think that in those moments that flag isn't going to be thrown. But here's James Bradbury after the game. Lest there be any doubt, Eagles fans, take it straight from the guy who committed the foul. Here he is. This ends admitting, admitting, you got to just Smith-Schuster. He
0: right? Schuster. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I'm, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game, um, and like it was—it was a hold, so they called it.
2: Like ultimate respect for that man, I'd say right that. there. Ultimate. I say, pre- say that pretty much ends it. Ultimate respect. You're right. It ends it. And honestly, you talk about a. a I, I mean, I. Oh. I've, that's all I've ever heard about James Bradbury is how would of a stand-up professional human being he is there. But, yeah, I mean, one, I think he's just a man's man and taking blame and, you know, okay, I, I made a mistake. I was in a tough position. He was in a tough spot. You know, here he was at an island, and it's a team that throws crossers all the time. All we talk about is Chiefs crossers all the time. They put him in the spot and go, Whoa, you're going to be in a really vulnerable position here. And they called the right play and the right move off of it to even make him more vulnerable. But, like, what a, what a man's man right there. What a good guy, whatever. Just to be able to take that on the chin, and man, the league has to be happy. I mean, was yes. I would think Roger Goodell in three forty-five might have popped another bottle of champagne after he said that, just to go, "Thank God, so we don't have to hear about this." Right? And uh, from that standpoint, I, I think it was all positive. It had to be called there. I know it stinks. I wanted to see Philly get the ball and have another chance too. I did. I was, you know, on the edge of my seat. It was great, but man. I I think we'd be sitting here on the other side of this if that wasn't called. You'd go, well, then I don't know what's the point of having good receivers or a good quarterback in a big moment like that if we're just going to let guys pull jerseys and do all that in big moments of a of a Super Bowl.
1: So uh, before we take another break, there was a little more business before we got to the Harrison Butker field goal. Jerick McKinnon with the presence of mind to take a knee at the yeah. one-yard line. Way to go. Not score, not go out of bounds, keep the clock moving with 148 to play, keep it going. They pulled up, they wanted to let him score. He made it so close. I was yelling at him. I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. Stays in (laughs) bounds, stays out of the end zone, keeps it moving, and sets up the field goal. Very wise by Jarek McKinnon. So Butker goes on to make the 47 or 27, not 47, but 27 yard field goal. And then the, the Eagles get the ball back, okay? Six seconds to play. Um, and I, I was joking in the press box, are they going to bring out one of the skill position players to play center for the Stanford band play? They had it on, where did they have it? They had it on their 36. So yeah. They were 64 yards away from pay dirt. That's a little too far for a Hail Mary. Yeah, you better, saw, gonna, you better have a wins, Josh Allen happening.
2: or a Patrick Mahomes yeah. or somebody like that to think you're going to get Hail Mary from there.
1: And when you have a Jalen Hurts who's had a shoulder injury for the past couple of months that still doesn't seem completely right, and we're going to wait this week to see whether or not there's a report that he's having surgery on that shoulder, it was just that, as John Madden used to call it, the last shot out of a Roman candle. It, it, it what was what was it gonna do if it if anyone had even been close to it from the Eagles they're not gonna catch it and have time to lateral it or do anything I, I was just surprised that a coaching staff we've praised so much all year long didn't have something ready to go but you know what this hey when you're winning all your games pretty easily you never have to think about you'd think they're thinking about it at some point though you would think at some point the last two weeks they'd have a play ready other than this where there's Two guys rushing, and Hurts is just standing there, and he's got time to crank it up, and it lands at the 20? Are you kidding me?
2: Yeah. They oh. can't
1: come up with something better than that, Chris?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I, I I guess they just thought, hey, maybe he. they thought he could get it there, and they thought, wait, we got A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Goddard who are phenomenal jump ball receivers. You know, as we've seen, I mean, nobody's thrown the ball up and had receivers catch the ball more than the Eagles this year. So I, I'm guessing that's just what they thought instead of like, oh, wait, we'll lateral it. That'll never work. Uh, you know, two things here, Mike. One, the game gave conflicting reports on his shoulder. Tom Rinaldi said that it would be fair to say he wasn't 100%, and then Greg Olson went on during the game, and when the Eagles told us Jalen Hurts is 100% for the game. So I, that's where right, I didn't know what to really believe in that. That was Rinaldi before the game, and then Olson and Burkhart made it clear that the Eagles said he was 100%. Second thing about that play right there and the underwhelming throw is something that maybe we also need to talk about in the next segment. we, We can't have Super Bowls on an ice field anymore. I mean, we can't have a Super Bowl where guys are slipping and falling everywhere. It's supposed to be the game of games and the field's supposed to be perfect. It's supposed to be the last thing we're worried about is the field. And we got people slipping and falling all night long. And on that play right there, that's why he threw the ball less than. As he went to put his foot in the ground, as you could see, he slips. And that leads to not even getting close to the end zone. But that was annoying. Uh, but either way, Mike, they were, they were up against it with six seconds left.
1: It just shows you how exciting the game was that we've gone 75 minutes without mentioning how bad the field was. But right. the field was an embarrassment to the NFL last night. It was an embarrassment to the Super Bowl. It was a safety hazard for players, and it kept us even. It's amazing they scored 73 points given the condition of the field. So credit to the players to do their best to overcome it, but that never should have happened. We'll be talking about that later in the program. We do want to give Jalen Hurts praise, though. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, a guy who did everything in his power to try to win the game for the Philadelphia Eagles, and the future is bright for the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. We'll talk about the things Hurts did well when PFT Live continues right after this.
2: Yeah, to me, to me, Jalen uh, played uh, the best game I've seen him play, and in, uh, in the two years we've been together, um, he was outstanding. Uh, I, th- I really thought, thought, I really thought he was in complete control. He did things with his legs in the run game. He did things with his with his arm in the pass game. Made some unbelievable throws, unbelievable reads. Um, I, I thought he played outstanding, and. You know, and that, and really, you looked at you look at the game, and that was good for the NFL in the sense that the the two best quarterbacks in the NFL played against each other on the biggest stage and the biggest lights, and and um, you know, J- Jalen played played Jalen played great.
1: I think there's a fair debate over whether or not they were the two best quarterbacks. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen may have something to say about that. Yeah, I don't agree with Hurst, those statements. Right. Who, who, who got an MVP vote and was the second-team All-Pro for the regular season. He did have a historic performance. He did some things that had never been done before. He rushed for more yards in the Super Bowl than any quarterback ever has. I'm amazed it's only 70 yards. He had three rushing touchdowns. When you have that perfectly designed rugby scrum where he just gets kind of carried like a tidal wave into the end zone by this massive humanity. Now, his ability kicks in as well. I remember back in November when the Vikings were trying to do that sneak with Kirk Cousins, and you were saying, I need to do more squats. I think Jalen Hurts does his squats because that play's just unstoppable. If you need two or three yards, you just do it, and it goes. So he got three touchdowns rushing. He's the first guy to have two or more rushing touchdowns and a touchdown pass in a super bowl the Eagles scored the most points ever by a losing team in the super bowl with 35 but you know chris we talked about it earlier you gotta take the good with the bad and he dropped that ball that kept the game from being out of hand by halftime potentially right when he moved it from his left hand to his right hand, that was him. That was on him. No contact. Just moving the ball from left to right, and the ball came out. That's part of your resume from the game. That's part of it. He recovered from it, but it's still part of it. He threw some nice passes. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the throw to Goddard, the, the throw to A.J. Brown. Yeah. Like we haven't even talked about. Brown was double covered.
2: Brown was double, and right. He was just
1: trust my guy and throw it up and right. let him go get it, and right. he did. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts did do a lot of good things, but at the end of the day, Hey, let's be fair. 10 point lead was blown by somebody.
2: But that that's that, blown yeah. by the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, you know, again they they're a great team and the the Chiefs sold out to stop the run. And yeah, in quarterback world, like that's not a good decision. Like nobody would go, "Oh, hey, what a great decision and great throw there." It is when you got A.J. Brown you just go, well, he'll just push off and then make the play and do that. But like in quarterback world, you're not going to get a positive grade and go, whoa, great decision, great throw into double coverage. And, you know, oh, well, we got a little lucky that the rookie DB misplayed it. All right. But still. He played great, Mike. But if you trust your guy, if you trust your guy. I hear
1: you. And you've seen him do it time and again. Yeah, there's something to that. that 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 works.
2: You're right. There is something to that. There's no doubt about it. And he's very good at that. I don't want to take that away. He did a lot of really good things. And I'll piggyback of him what Nick Sirianni said. I, I think it's probably one of the better games I saw him ever throw the football. You know, like you said. Not that A.J. Brown throw. The Goddard throw on the sideline he hit another crossing route on third or maybe second or third down in the third or in the third or fourth quarter where it was tight coverage. I mean, he definitely made his share of plays. There's no doubt. And certainly proved my wrong and, and proved me wrong and where he belongs and as a starting quarterback in football and did all that. Definitely. You know, there there's no doubt. So that was a a, a big time positive for the Eagles and they're going to have to pay him, you know, but yeah, that's a You know, my thing is, yes, it was a great game, right? But still, what what bothers me at times is he gets the benefit of a conversation that I don't think everybody, other quarterbacks get to kind of unpack what you're saying. Wait, wait. He made the biggest mistake of the game, one of the biggest blunders in the Super Bowl history, and he had a 10-point lead quarterbacking the team that was clearly the better team on the field, and they lost the game. And the other team played to 100% stop the run first because we don't think the passing game and Jalen Hurts will beat us. you know. And at the end of the day, it did not. But, damn, he made it close, and he made me change the way I think about him a little bit going forward. That's for sure. You know, We saw tremendous growth in the pass game within the pocket from Jalen Hurts this year to make you think, oh, watch out. The Eagles could be dangerous here for a long time.
1: But one of the reasons why 35 points wasn't enough is because the defense didn't show up. This bonded unit with zero sacks and Orlando Brown having a little fun with that and using one of my favorite gestures in a Sopranos gif on Twitter, the zero sacks. And a little Tony doing a little bit of this. There it is. Put it on a a a t-shirt. And uh, he's a guy who may get paid, Orlando Brown. Uh, and, and look, we heard all about the defense, and they just weren't able to handle the Chiefs' offense. I think back to what Brandon Ayuk, the 49ers receiver, said after the NFC Championship. We talked about some of the 49ers players last week on Radio Row. Brandon Ayuk said there's some issues with that defense. We didn't get a chance to expose them because Brock Purdy, the 49ers quarterback, got injured on the yeah. first drive of the game. Right? But he was, he was confident that the Chiefs would be able to expose the things that the 49ers thought they yeah. would. And again, you gave up 38. I look back through the schedule. Eagles didn't give up thirty or more points many times all year. No. They did it week one against the Lions. They did it in their loss to Washington on that Monday night. They did it against the Eagles as the or the Packers, excuse me, as the Packers were trying to make a late charge. And then they gave up forty to the Cowboys. I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. Four times before last night. Right. For the most part those de- the, the the defense was keeping opponents from scoring that kind of points. And when you can't we, – we said it last week, if they get into a shootout, Chiefs are going to win. Well, we felt like if it was and a close game – It wasn't a classic game, shootout. Uh, right, right. Yeah. But it was still 73 total points.
2: Yeah. Cl- shootout, close football game. I think we all thought, well, that kind of favors the Chiefs. Like the Eagles, you know, like you saw all the Fox guys. I don't know if you saw it. Everybody on Fox picked the Eagles. And most of them by seven – and ten points, because I think you thought, well, if they win, they're going to have to win by like that. And again, that goes back to our original conversation. They had the game like this a bunch of times, you know. But to your point of what you're saying here, you know, yeah, Hertz was really good, right? The defense had some of their moments, but in the big moments, gotta have it make play moments. Mahomes and the Chiefs just did it more on both sides of the football. You know, that's the big thing I will I will come away with. You know, yes, it's a, it's a, not only did the Chiefs O-line answer the bell and Mahomes and clutch big moments there, but yeah, the, the defense of the Chiefs, they deserve some credit here. You're getting, they were getting bludgeoned in the first half at 24 points in the first half. They, in the second half, Jalen Hurts ran for seven yards and. He threw for 130 yards. That, that's a victory for the Chiefs. They, their defense controlled. The fact that they only gave up a field goal drive and forced a three and out and forced another punt, that was the huge moments of the game, and we hadn't seen anybody you know, do that to the Eagles really down the stretch. So, And then you add special teams onto that with Kansas City, and that's where you go. Kansas City in all three phases made the biggest plays of the game all night in those big moments, and that's because of the magic of Mahomes and Reed and those guys that you've talked about throughout the show.
1: And to give Hertz one last piece of credit, down eight.
2: Answer right back.
1: Yeah, right down the field. Snapped out of that funk and got their eight points and tied it up and then never had a chance after that to do anything because the Chiefs were able to milk it all the way down to eight seconds for that game-winning field goal. Let's take a break. When we return... Peter King had a chance to catch up with Andy Reid. As Peter writes in Football Morning in America, it was in a Chiefs locker room turned cigar bar that he had a chance to talk to Reid. We'll show you some of that when PFT Live continues right after this.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022.
2: Okay, So on this play, tell me about where did you originally get the idea of running these guys kind of like into a stack yeah. because it looked like that and then just turning around.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, Kadarius did a nice job with it. He, we bring him in. It's a run play and that has
2: an option to, to throw. And so. Uh, so here's Patrick and here's McKinnon. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a run play that. that works towards the middle of the field, and then uh, he comes in motion before that, hits himself inside. This corner bellied himself over the top. Yeah. Allowed him... That was Slay. Yeah, just allowed him to work fast on a flat. And it kind of had a similar one with Sky on the other side. It it was Uh, almost uh, a duplicate. Yeah, a different play, but yeah. But this one comes in as a a run play that uh, has a pass option on it, and Pat read it out perfectly. Why do you think Patrick chose to pass on this instead of the run? Well, he saw what the corner did. Yeah, he saw what Slade did. Uh, Slade's a sharp dude. So, in other words, as soon as Kadarius Tony runs in and then comes back...
1: No, uh, so you'd have to on <laughs> the ball, Kadarius off the ball. Kadarius comes inside, he's thinking that it's a possible quick screen, duck in, right.
2: and, and score. And so, right when he cleared Kels, um... It was
1: open. I mean, he was too far inside. Kel's worked up the field. Is Tony naturally, g- definitely going to come back? Yeah, every time. Every time? Yeah, and that's just patch I'll give you a name for it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's called Corn Dog. So. It's called what? Corn Dog. It's not called
0: Corn Dog. Oh, yeah, is called corn dog? it called Corn Dog? There's nothing better than a good Corn Dog with some mustard and uh, ketchup.
1: Uh, that's there great. it is, the moment that we. Corn dog, mustard, and ketchup. Corn dog. Yeah. Not corn hole, corn dog. Corn dog. Well, it makes sense. The Chiefs, they
2: got that mustard and ketchup color. It's a good play to. You know, win the Super Bowl with right there, a little corn dog. I'm sure that's a, that's the greatness of Andy Reid and b is, too, they name these plays where, yeah, they, they stick in guys' heads. They probably got a little rhyme and reason and a funny story behind it, and that's what makes you able to learn it and digest it better as well. But just part of the great game planning there of the Chiefs, and then, of course, the quarterback himself understanding what the defense was doing and, and taking advantage of that.
1: Didn't they do the modified snow globe at one point two? I think they it did. was on the drive from they the did. five yard line right. on second down. They did it all happened so fast. And you know, the problem when you're in the press box, and this is the ultimate first world problem, the game is happening in front of you, but they got monitors everywhere that give you a much better view of the action. But it's like a half second behind what's happening on the field. So sometimes I get caught between watching here, looking down, and I miss the the little snow globe thing. I was upset that I missed it. I kept waiting for the behind-the-back pass too. Patrick Mahomes has promised yet again this past week but, it's coming at some point, and we'll have to wait until the 2023 season. Yeah,
2: it, you know, Mike, it, it's. It, it, I'm sure it's coming. It'll be coming to a theater near you. You know, now he's got two Super Bowls in his pocket too. He'll be even more brave than ever before. But like, you know, th- th- this is. Hey, this is why this guy is officially in the upper room of the Hall of Fame now. Just Andy Reid and them the, the situational moments for the most part, they won in this game. You know, just like they did against the forty ers in that Super Bowl, where uh the, the the third and fourth and shorts and all of that are the big moments and gotta have it, they had the right plays dialed up. And they did that in their first Super Bowl victory with a lot of creative plays and movements and things we saw, if you remember back to the time. So The extra week, uh, Andy Reid, again, just shows that his ability to tinker and toy with things is as good as anybody we've ever seen in the history of football.
1: And it's amazing, grand scheme of things, how little time we've had to appreciate Patrick Mahomes. When I'm at the Super Bowl, I think back to past Super Bowls and reminiscing about Super Bowl 51, the 28-3 game, the one that gave Tom Brady... Number five, putting him past Joe Montana. Mahomes hadn't even been drafted yet. Hadn't even been picked yet. He was still just fresh out of Texas Tech and nobody really knew what he was going to be. Right, Had never put on an NFL helmet. We didn't know who he was going to play for. And leading up to that draft, remember, the Saints were going to take him at 11 until the Chiefs traded up to 10 to get him. What an alternate universe that is where Patrick Mahomes goes to the Saints. I think Sean Payton would still be coaching the Saints right now. Uh,
2: yeah, you think? Patrick yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I would say so. It, I, I, Again, as we talked about last week to start the week off, I don't think people are making a big enough deal about what we're seeing. We're seeing a guy do something in the first five years of his career, six years because he didn't play his first year. That we've seen guys, they don't accomplish this. The all-time greats don't accomplish this to year 9 or 10 or 11 or 12. I mean, this is year 5 as a starter. It's three Super Bowls. It's two victories. It's two victories against teams that were all-time defensives. Like where you went, damn, Mahomes, he's got to play two teams that are better than him and, you know, the Super Bowls. Oh, wait, they won two out of three of those? Holy crap. Wait, one of them, he's not going to be 100% and he's going to be playing on like a 85%, 90% leg? I, I i just i can't say enough about the guy, let alone like we've talked about, Mike. Everything has always been around him. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to play defense and run the ball and we'll slowly indoctrinate you into the NFL. It was like, hey, you're our starter. Hey, 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, we're going to throw the ball and devise an offense we've never seen before in the history of football right off the bat and just ride your shoulders. This is remarkable what we're seeing. He's on a trajectory right now to be the greatest quarterback of all time, right there with Brady as far as accomplishments and, of course, his talent's greater than Brady. So
1: that's where this is amazing, what we're seeing out of 15 in Kansas City. I remember last Monday we showed the Patrick Mahomes highlight reel for 2022. It was exhausting. It was better than the career highlight reels for most quarterbacks from one season. Yes. And Chris, th- think about this. It, you could make the argument that they've underachieved. They've had five straight AFC championship games at home. They've got a 60% success rate getting to the Super Bowl from playing those championship games at home and a 40% success rate winning the Super Bowl with five straight years of AFC championship games at home. And I haven't said this in a while, but it could have been six straight AFC championship games at home. That offense in 2017, his rookie year, was sluggish midway through the season. And somebody on this show was saying, why don't you bench Alex Smith for Patrick Mahomes? Travis Kelsey was on this show at one point saying, Mahomes is doing amazing things in practice. And I remember that preseason game against the Titans from 2017 where he rolls to the right, he throws a laser, gets hit in the face, and it's like, this guy's got something. Yeah, right. And credit to Andy Reid for seeing it through with Alex Smith. He was committed to keeping Patrick Mahomes on the bench for a full season. He played in that Week 17 game that was meaningless. It was a game against the Broncos. But who knows what would have happened if all of a sudden this Mahomes magic starts to unfold on football fields toward the end of a season where nobody's ready for it. It just kind of explodes out of nowhere. Can you imagine what that would have been like if you throw that on top of it? So to your point, he's got six seasons in the NFL. He's only been playing for five years. And he's got two Super Bowl MVPs. He's ahead of everybody. And you're right. You know, I tweeted last night, the, the the twist on the line, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. I said, meet the new goat better than the old goat. And people lost their shit because they think I'm saying he's better than Brady. At his best, in what we've seen over the first five years of his career, he's better than Brady ever was. The question now is how many more of these rings right. will he amass? Right. But if you give me the choice... At his best, yes. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady at their best. Right. I am not hesitating. Nobody Sorry, Tommy. Is. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Right. I. I mean, I don't. I don't. No doubt.
2: Again, you know, that's where it's it, it's accomplishment and the player are different things. You know, we've, we we gotten in the era of like team accomplishments. We only give to one guy, and I get it. And Brady's amazing, but yeah, he's not. We're, we're talking. We're, we're talking about one of the greatest talents we've ever seen in the sport. It's one of the greatest arms ever. It's one of the greatest, you know, artistry as far as, you know, the way he does it. As far as the arm angles off his back foot across the field. He's one of the greatest scramblers we've ever seen in the history of the sport. He's one of the greatest runners at quarterback in the history of the sport. His, he, he probably had the two biggest runs last night. You know, I know one guy had the three rushing touchdowns, but two of them were scrums where I feel like, you know, yeah, you could give you and me the ball and they were just going to push us in. So he's he's amazing. He's a generational all-time talent. Like, and you're, Mike, and you know, hey, but yeah, that first year, you're right. He sat out, but he, I'm the kind of guy. Well, damn, who knows what he would have done if he got to play. He's scary, scary good. What he accomplished this year, right, I mean – One second Super Bowl, three out of four years being there. You know, two wins in four years of the Super Bowl. You know, the nine-year drought of uh, the team that won the coin toss loses the Super Bowl. He snapped that. Oh, the Madden. Madden picked the Eagles to win. He beat that. And then you go down the list of things that are accomplished career, like in the pantheon of quarterbacks, he did them all in one season. This is arguably – One of the greatest seasons in the history of football by a player. He led the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns. He won the regular season MVP. He won the Super Bowl MVP and won the Super Bowl. No, like some, those are all like everybody else did those in career type of things. He did them in one season. It's, it's remarkable.
1: And he generated the most yards ever by any player in one season go, passing and rushing. Look, I, I read most of the Joe Montana article from Wright Thompson over the weekend. Yeah. There's a point where after Brady went to Super Bowl 50, got booed, understandably, because the Broncos were one of the teams there. It's like Dak Prescott getting booed last night. I know. That was how horrible was that? (laughs) Yeah. Joe Montana got cheered, and a month later, Julian Edelman was at Brady's place, and they were working out, and he just had Houston written on the board. Why is Houston? Well, that's where the next Super Bowl is. And Edelman says, we're going to get you past Montana. And Brady said, I'm not chasing Montana. I'm chasing Jordan. I want seven. And I mentioned Jordan because – Mahomes is the Michael Jordan. Yeah, NFL. he's the
2: Jordan, right.
1: Mahomes, Mahomes is the guy who's changing the way that we take in the game. Exactly. Changing the way the quarterback plays. Right. Changing the way that kids play in their backyards. We've talked about that in the past. All the, everybody's trying to do the sidearm pass and the no-look pass and all this other stuff. And, Chris, Michael Jordan didn't win a championship until his eighth season. Yeah. Mahomes has two. And he's got two more years to go before he gets to eight. I'm t- this guy's going to start. Well, I know a, a lot's got to fall your way, but he, as I, as I mentioned last night, just like Lieutenant Colonel Frank Slade and son of a woman, he's just getting warmed up. Oh,
2: you're Mike. You're I, I, I agreed with everything you said there. He is the Jordan. I've always looked at Brady as more the Derek Jeter, right? right, like really good ice in his veins and clutch moments. This is the guy who can be like, "No, no, jump on my back, I'll carry us." It doesn't matter. That that's what what, what we're seeing here with Patrick Mahomes. And damn, there was something else I was going to say on top of that. You know what? Think oh, about it. Think about it during okay. the break. All right. Courtney's
1: been telling me to break for 5 minutes. All right, let's we're going to break now. We'll have more. Jesus, what are we going to talk about? More about Super Bowl 57 when PFT Live continues right after this.
2: but the first super bowl was just kind of like oh it's this is amazing like we won the super bowl like this is happy like you just like a little kid when it winning winning a prize at the at the fair i mean whereas this one You've dealt with failure. You understand how hard it is uh, to get back on this stage and to win this game. I mean, I I played in a Super Bowl where I got blown out, uh, where it was, I I got all hyped up, and then you go out there and you don't do anything. Um, And then I lose the AFC Championship game in overtime, um, when I thought we had a chance to win the Super Bowl that year and have a full brand new team and have to go through the, the strain of being better and better every single day. It gives you a greater appreciation for winning
1: this game. One thing I noticed, he talked about being hyped a couple of years ago in that loss to the Buccaneers. When the Chiefs entered the field, he was the first one out of the tunnel. Jalen Hurts was the next to the last Eagles player out. And, you know, it's different leadership styles. Let the team bask in it. You don't want to be the center of attention. Mahomes was just like, I want to go get this thing. I want to go get number two. We talked about it last week. You can't chase Brady unless you first get to number two. And you don't know when that chance is going to come your way again. And now it just creates a sense of inevitability. That three, I don't know. What's the over/under on three? Three more years? I mean, yeah, probably. They've already been installed as the favorites to win it all next year. Well, I, I I don't think this is a team that, like, I
2: I don't think this is a team that's going to be like, oh man, we got to do it again. I feel like this is the thing that takes pressure off them. Oh man, we did it. We got two. We're, we're solidified. You know, I saw Travis Kelsey say that, like, one's a one-hit wonder. Now we're solidified as, like, no, we were the real deal. And now, like, the pressure's off. You're playing with house money now. To me, that's what's scary with the Chiefs. Let alone, Mike, this is what I was trying to say. I wanted to say at the end of the last segment. You know, like all great dynasties, like, we're seeing them. They transition their team this year and won the Super Bowl. That's what's amazing. They flipped over the team. If you look at their roster from the team that lost in the AFC Championship to the Bengals to the team they played with this year, without Tyree Kill, all the new receivers, all the young guys on the defense side of the ball, you really look at it. You go, it's pretty remarkable. And they're a really young football team. Other than Kelsey and, I don't know, Chris Jones, who's like middle age as far as the NFL is concerned, Oh my gosh, they're set up to be, they're just, they're, they're not even at their peak potential yet with this football team. That's what's amazing. So I'm with you. Two, three years, next year, whatever, number three is coming before we know it.
1: And they've got the ability to draft and develop when you have a quarterback that is near the top of the market, although he's not as close to the top of the market as he was. And they may be getting to a point where it's time to go back and fix that long term contract, that half billion dollar contract that was destined to become obsolete as other quarterbacks get more and more. And it's like, well, Patrick Mahomes, you know, 42, 43, 44 million. What are we doing here? We've got to do something about this. That may be coming. But when you have young players on their rookie contracts, because Brett Veach does a great job of picking them, Andy Reid does a great job of coaching them up. It's draft and develop, and the Chiefs do it unlike anyone else. They'll just keep reloading the pieces around Patrick Mahomes. No Tyreek Hill, no problem. You know, at one point when it wasn't going well last night, Peter King and I were talking about the, the 23 jet chip wasp play that turned around Super Bowl fifty four. They don't have the wasp anymore in Tyreek Hill to run down the field and be open. They still get it done. No, they As long as they have Mahomes yeah. and that structure and that culture they have right. in place, they're gonna keep getting it done. And they keep gonna they're going to continue to keep finding motivation to climb the mountain again. Climb it again. Climb it again. Climb it again and get another ring and pile them up. And he's he's got his his vision in sight he wants to catch brady and that's going to keep him going let's take a break more pft live when we return right after this
2: oh i they love are. it the luge the i haven't seen oh, that don't dumb. Do before that to vince lombardi no. that's a good one why Oh man if they can drink liquor out of the know. top of the stanley cup why can't they do
1: some but it is, it's a cup there's no cup there well there's Running a slide look like he's a doing a slide that's yeah. all right i'm fine with it they got the trophy they can do whatever they want is that's right it it's up. their trophy you get to keep it that's the best thing about the trophy you don't have to give it back like the stanley cup you get to keep it and it's yours forever and now they have three in the lobby, or they will have three in the lobby at the Chiefs' facility, going for four and going for more after that. The field last night, we mentioned a, it earlier, um, and someone texted me early on that it seemed to be happening in the painted areas of the field, but it became obvious it was happening everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. There's no excuse for this. There's none whatsoever. That field had just been put down a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they were bragging about it, some sort of golf grass, and this, that, and the other thing. Hey, look, yeah. it just... It, it was a factor. It was a factor for both teams. It affected both teams equally, but it was unacceptable to have this on the biggest stage in sports, at least in the United States of America, to have a field that slippery. After a season where we've been saying, and players have been saying, grass is better than turf, well, field turf is better than bad grass. Yeah, and that was bad grass last night. No,
2: you're right. You're saying it right. You know, yeah, it's great for golfer, a great golf, right, great golf course and all that. But that's great. I mean, this is we got 300 pound men. You got the most powerful, explosive people on the earth. You know, the the ground needs to. it, It was too optical, or yeah, it looked great. It really did, but it wasn't obviously made or strong enough to hang in there and. Gosh, you know, I mean, it's just a shame that cleats became a conversation in the biggest game of the year. And the fact that, you know, I heard after the game that, you know, the Chiefs, it was an ongoing conversation throughout about what should we do with the cleats? Should I change these cleats? They said it was going on. You know, it's it's, it's an annoying distraction to think about in the biggest game of the year. And again, the field, the stadium – Man, Rihanna at the halftime show was that not a cool halftime show? I mean, I don't know what it looked like there in person, but damn, Rihanna singing 50 feet above the field and all that crap—damn, I give her credit. That looked awesome. Uh, but uh, the field as, itself, as a,
1: as a former lawyer, as a former lawyer, it made me nervous. <laughs> I was thinking of did. all the potential uh, fall hazards. How are those people secured? Those platforms? She wasn't even and secured. And around and all over the place? She had nothing strapped strapped onto her right no. here. She, she, I don't, I don't know if you just can't see it. Maybe you're Early, right. There was like a, there was a, a, a connection at the back of her outfit down okay. into the stage. Okay. Maybe it I was didn't see her that. her from falling off. Either way, yeah, that was gutsy.
2: <laughs> it was gutsy. <laughs> yeah, it
1: made me nervous. Uh, but you know, the former lawyer in me looks at that, that, that field, and 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 yeah. can what? Do we have a shot of the whole field? I, I understand the Super Bowl is a special occasion, and they want it to look different, but. To the extent that the painted areas were slipperier, possibly, than the plain grass areas, although it did seem to it be... It didn't seem... It was equal, I throughout. think, Mike, yeah. There's a lot There's a lot of paint on that field. There's a lot of paint on that field. That big-ass logo on each side, the logo in the middle, the end zones painted, different colors. It's And I know that's the way the Super Bowl is, and I... Again, there should be no it's excuse. It's 2023. For other we than should the be able to possible field. Yeah,
2: it's 2023. We should be able to have pretty grass with paint on it, and it can still hold football players and not, you know, deter the game a little bit. Uh, yeah, they they misjudged it there. It just was not rooted strong enough. Whatever, too fancy. Either way, I don't want them to change how the fields look. I love the way the field looks with the Super Bowl. We've seen plenty of Super Bowls that look great, and the field's great too. Uh, This was just unfortunate in this one.
1: I predict at some point this week Roger Goodell will say that field conditions have never been better. (laughs) We'll take a break. More PFT Live right after this. The Chief's early favorites to do it again, six to one plus 600. And we know this, they will be starting the season, Chris. we get to go back to Kansas City, stay in that great hotel, maybe have another great steak. maybe you can walk down the street in Missouri smoking weed again, and then we will see the Chiefs host one of nine opponents. They got nine home games next year. We know they've got their three AFC West rivals, but the home slate is. Headlined by visits from the Bengals, visits from the Bills, and a visit from the Eagles. We could do Super Bowl rematch right out of the gates like they did seven years ago after the Broncos beat the Panthers, hosted the Panthers week one. Chiefs could host the Eagles week one.
2: I Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited, and it's going to be cool to see. I don't love the rematch of the Super Bowl thing to start the year off. I don't. I'd rather see... Uh, a Chiefs-Bengals or Chiefs-Bills, or even how about Chiefs versus Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson? You know, there's a lot of options to go with here, certainly. But Chiefs are the king of the NFL world once
1: again. It's phenomenal, and you're right. We'll be kicking off the year there next year. Hey, Chiefs are playing one of their home games in Germany next year. Would it be something if the NFL exported Eagles-Chiefs to Germany? Who knows? Wow. Part of what we'll find out in the offseason. See ya. More coverage tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.